0: sponsored program paid for by first alliance credit union welcome to good money moves featuring Jenna tobble from first alliance credit union and andy brownell here's andy brownell on rochester's news talk 1340 kroc am
1: and 96.9 fm good morning and welcome to good money moves on news talk 1340 KROC am and 96.9 fm hard to believe it's already another saturday last saturday Jenna and I, Jenna Topple, of course, from First Alliance Credit Union, uh, we talked about the anniversary show. It was one year, 52 episodes. And today you have brought along one of our favorite guests, correct? Michelle Dodd with you. Good morning, Michelle.
2: Hey there, it's good to be back.
1: Good to hear you again. So as I mentioned last week, we talked about the one year anniversary of Good Money Moves, and uh, talked about some of the top insights that we've had over the past year. What will be, uh, what will the the topic be this week?
3: So this week we are gonna be talking about the steps that you can take to stop feeling broke all the time.
1: Fantastic.
3: Right? Yeah, so just to kind of give a quick overview of some of the things that we're gonna be covering today and I'll let Michelle really dig into the meat of all of this here in a little bit. But so there's kind of these steps you can take and really be broken down into four, main categories, right? So first get into the right mindset. So a recent survey showed that 97% of quote unquote self-made millionaires believed that they could achieve that goal before they actually attained it. So mind, your mind's got to be in the right place to accomplish anything, right? And I've said this before, you're often your own worst enemy when it comes to becoming financially stable and successful. Yep. So this remains true. And again, I'm gonna let Michelle really dig into the meat behind this here in a little bit. Um, but the second thing is avoiding those money traps. Remember in past episodes, we've talked about, you know that 43% of American families spend more than they earn throughout the year, 43%. Another 80% owe money, in some form of debt, we, you know? So the majority of the population has debt. And a recent bank rate survey found that one third of people ages 30 to 49 had more credit card debt than they did money in a savings account. Kind of scary. It is, you, yeah, it is scary when you think about it, the statistics that way, right? And so that the third category we're gonna cover today is spending less money. Right, so the average household spent in, last year almost $3,500 on takeout, eating out at restaurants, um, and about just uh, around $9,700 on transportation costs. So obviously, you can't avoid all of these things, but these are all categories that you can look at at cutting back on right so the average american household spent almost two thousand dollars on clothing and entertainment was even more than that per household based on this survey just over three thousand dollars on entertainment so add it up just Add it up, right? So just to give some context on you know, why we're kind of focusing in on these different kind of categories today, right? So the fourth one that we're going to get into a little bit, and it's not necessarily one that we've talked a lot about actually over the course of uh, the show yet, but earning more money. Right. So we all know that your income tends to grow as you get older and have more work experience. Right. So the median salary for someone who's just entering the job market, maybe 16 to, t- to 19 years old, average is about twenty five thousand dollars a year. Not huge.
1: No, not with <laughs> how much things cost nowadays. Not at all
3: right and then the median salary for americans approaching more of the retirement age so 55 to 64 the average there is only around 54,000 just a little above that so there's a, you know i don't it just take it into context as we're talking about yep. all these things that we're not expecting anyone to make millions of dollars in a year to be quote unquote successful or financially stable. There's ways you can do that and achieve that without having to be that self-made millionaire that I mentioned earlier. But you can still want to attain that, that's okay too.
1: Setting goals, big goals.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes, so like I said, we're gonna dig into each of these categories and break them down into more actionable steps um, throughout the show today.
1: Okay, it is a great topic and uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure everyone would love the feeling to not feel like you're broke. So I guess we'll dive right into it. And Michelle,
2: where do we start? <laughs> At the beginning, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, really the first place like Jenna mentioned is to get that right mindset. You know, believe and you will achieve, I think is the, the thing I've heard before. If you believe you're gonna be broke, you probably will be. If you believe you can achieve that financial stability um, or success, or if you believe you can become a millionaire, it's gonna go a lot more in your direction to have that positive attitude and mindset. Um, There are a few steps that you can do to go about that. Um, and It's important to each kind of know each step and then, cause one builds on the next one. Yep. So really the first one is to set financial goals. So setting some financial goals, um, best thing you can do is is put some thought behind it. So yep, I want to save money. It's kind of like, yep, I want to lose weight, but if I don't (laughs) set anything more than that, I'm not going to get any further. So there's a concept out there called smart goals.
1: Yeah, we've Uh, talked about this before.
2: Okay, so SMART stands, it's an acronym. So I'll go through and then I have a good example because literally just set this up for myself. So um, SMART stands for specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. So what I do when I look at a goal like this is I, I put my acronyms on a piece of paper, up and down, top to bottom. So S-M-A-R-T down the list. So literally um, was telling Jenna that I just started doing this. So my son's getting married next May.
1: Oh goodness. Congratulations. May.
2: Thank you. So we're saving some money for the wedding for the expenses like hotel expenses and you know our dresses and our food while we're um, staying out of town because they'll be getting married in the metro area. So set it as a measurable goal. What do I want? I want to have a thousand dollars by next May. So what am I gonna do is to get there, I figure I got ten months, I'm gonna put away a hundred dollars a month. Is it realistic? I looked at my budget, and we'll talk about budget a little later. But I looked at my budget and I thought, yep, if I do so much per paycheck, I can save that hundred dollars a month. So it's it's realistic. When do I have to have it? By May of twenty twenty one. So I'm opening up a separate account just for that money, for that purpose, and then hoping to take that out. And then I can hopefully start saving toward my next goal, which I can sit down and and set that up next May, hopefully.
1: And it'll be easier because you've already grown used to doing this part of it for this particular goal.
2: Getting in the habit. Yep. Yep. So that would be the first step is to set some goals and to make them smart goals, to not just have a vague, you know, I want to save more money out there. Um, Next section step would be to not compare yourself to others. This is a big one. Um, You know, you think of your personal finances, they're your personal finances. It's not what, you know, your neighbor is doing. It's not what they've got going on over there. It's what you want, whether it's you or you and like me and myself and my spouse. So, you know, nobody's financial situations are the same. Just because I make the same amount of money as my neighbor doesn't mean we have the same goals. So I tell my husband this quite often, we have some friends that just bought a cabin. It'd be great to have a cabin up North but we don't know what they're saving for retirement. We're trying to save as much as we can for retirement. So we have a camper, not a cabin, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and you know, as long as that suits our needs, then that works for us. And you can't always compare and want to have what everyone else has, because you don't know. Right. neighbor that just bought that boat might have a loan on that boat and you don't want to have a loan payment right now. So it's kind of looking at that and focusing on your money, your goals, but not anybody else's. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I would say the next step- Don't keep step,
1: up with the Joneses, right?
2: You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Yep, just gotta be happy with where you're at. Uh, next thing I would say would be that whole, and if you've heard me before on these, you've heard me talk about a budget, tracking your expenses. Um, this is a huge and very important step uh, when it comes to reorienting, putting your mindset you know, on the right things. You wanna feel confident about meeting your goals. So knowing where your money goes and doing a budget is the best way to do that. So in talking about budgets, we've talked a little bit before some advantages of that it puts you in control of your money. If you don't know what you're spending for groceries or gas, um, how do you know what you're gonna have left over? Um, Stops Having a budget stops you from overspending. So once you realize certain categories that you're spending, you can cut back and save. So maybe you're the friend that always says, oh, I'll drive, I'll drive, I'll drive. And then when you really look at it, you see how much you're spending in gas money. Maybe next time you just have a friend drive and, and share that expense because you might not even realize you have it. Makes <laughs> sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next next step in budgeting would be prioritizing your spending. Um, decide where you want to you know where you want to spend that money. Hopefully, at the end of the month, once you've done that, you've got some left over, then you can start thinking about what you'd like to use that extra money for. Um, the other one would be just planning for your future. So, seeing where your money is going every month can really help you come up with some financial goals, and help you figure out how much time you'll need to achieve those goals. Like we talked about. Um, You know, even come up with a hypothetical scenario. Maybe, you know, well, if I save this amount of money, then I've got less for this. Or if I decrease my spending here, I've got more for that. So just kind of that whole budget process, if you take a look at that and just stick with that and get better and better at doing that, that's really going to help you overall. All right.
1: Well, fantastic. We're talking about... How to get so you, you can stop feeling broke to make good money moves. And we're going to continue. Michelle Dodds here, along with Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. And uh, we're coming back in just a second on News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM.
1: Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, Get your And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9
1: FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd with First Alliance Credit Union. And we've been talking about your mindset, uh, getting so you don't feel broke. <laughs> yes. um, so we talked about setting goals, don't compare yourself to others, making a budget, what else can someone do or to stop feeling broke?
2: Yeah, I've got a couple other ideas. Um, one big one is to avoid money traps going forward. And we'll talk a little bit about that. The other one is getting um, your existing debt under control. So looking at the existing debt you have, you know, if you can take an action step to make a plan to get out of that debt. So one thing to keep in mind with that is um, paying off debt, plan your plan has to be realistic to what you can afford each month. So let's say your problem is that you have don't have enough money for the amount of month that you have. So your income just doesn't quite cover. Something that you can do with that is that's when you get a debt consolidation loan. So if you've got, let's say eight credit cards out there that you pay $50 on a month, if you consolidate the balances on all of those, there's a very good likelihood your payment will be less than that $50 a month or the 400 you'd be paying on eight credit cards, be less than that. And one nice thing it does, it gives you an end date. So a consolidation loan might be, you'll have these eight cards paid off in three years. We might do it for a three-year term. At the end of that three years now, you can really look ahead to, okay, here's what I spent for that loan payment, which might be two or $300, and now I'm going to have that every month. So that's going to really help someone once you consolidate and pay off. One big thing you have to be careful of is once you have that consolidation, you can't start reusing those cards and spending again, or you just get yourself in a worse worse position.
1: Yep, that, that would be the money trap.
2: Yep, for sure. Another thing is when you do that consolidation loan, you potentially are lowering your interest rate because it's gonna be a fixed loan at a lower rate than potentially your credit cards are. So you're gonna save money overall in the interest that you pay if you do something like that. Um, Other big money traps that are out there um, is lending money out, out to other people. I hear this a lot when we're doing loans for people. Well, I give money to my family. I give this to this person, I give it to that person. You know, it's something to be really careful of. We all wanna help each other. We wanna help our brothers, our sisters, our family, but are they helping themselves? You know, it's, it's all about helping ourselves. So I, I tend to tell people to not get stuck in that trap or if you're borrowing money to a family member, you know, it, write it down on a piece of paper, like this is our plan for you to pay me back so that you get that money back from them. Um, other things we've talked about this in the past too is avoid payday loans and other high interest debts. There's a lot of stuff to get you quick money out there, but quick money usually means costly money. Right. So avoiding those is a big, a big thing as well. Um, And, you know, really understanding what you're buying and what the costs truly are. You know, if you're paying something that has an interest rate or monthly or annual fees to that, really pay attention to those things because that can add up as well. Um, This is a tough one sometimes, but avoid impulse buying and emotional. Um, I say that because I struggle with that at times too, you just, you know, being cooped up for a little while. I just wanted to go on Amazon and buy myself some stuff, (laughs) but
1: um,
2: I tried to make sure it was realistic stuff for the home that was needed rather than just stuff I don't need.
1: And budgeted for.
2: And budgeted for, (laughs) exactly. Um, And make sure you're using those credit cards sparingly. You know, you don't want to be using them if you're trying to consolidate and pay down debt, don't keep adding to it. You've got to make a change. The only way to get better and to make, do something different. Is to change something of how you are spending,
1: and you mentioned you know, the lending to others, especially family members. If that's getting you into financial trouble, then you are almost doubling down on the, the issues that are taking place,
2: right? And so, sometimes, you know, it's sometimes it is a little bit of tough love to say, "Well, what are you doing?" You know, what are you doing to help yeah. this problem?
1: Well, so far, the key takeaways are to get into the right frame of mind and avoid money traps high interest loans, uh, the habits that are get you spending more than you earn. And Jenna mentioned earlier that spending less would be another big part of the equation. Michelle, what actionable steps can someone take to achieve this and stop feeling broke?
2: Yeah, nobody wants to feel broke. So really, you really gotta do some self exploration. It's a big word for me today, um, to just not spend money. So really assess your spending habits. That's, a, that's an action step. So, you know, that's where the budgeting comes in, the, the knowing where you're spending your money. Um, look at places you can cut back. Um, once you know where your money's going, then start looking at, okay, what can I maybe cut back on? You know, maybe it's that $3,200 entertainment that we do every month or every year. Um, as a family, what are some things we can cut well, back? Well,
1: the eating out one is the first one. That... Eating
2: out's big, too. You know, it's been hard because you want to support local restaurants right. when they were closed, but at the same time, you have to think of yourselves, too. So do it with caution, I guess. Um, you know, once, you, once you've once you kind of got that, then you can start looking to cut back on areas that are going to help you to work toward that smart goal you set for yourself.
1: And you mentioned the, the budgeting. Um, what I found in my own experience is... Once you set up those generalized categories, if you feel like you need to cut back someplace and you mentioned entertainment, if I spend more time being really specific on where the entertainment money is being spent, mm-hmm. it, becomes, it becomes relatively easy to identify some simple things you can take out and you'd be surprised how quickly that can add up.
2: Yep, isn't that the truth? And I think too, with a budget, you have to be flexible. Like you can't set something and say, this is what I'm gonna stick to because it might change next month. Right. You know, the kids grow out of their clothes, they're gonna need new clothing, but that's not gonna happen every single month, You know, so you can adjust as you go. Um, Another action step toward helping you spend less um, to try to cut out um, any extra costs that you might have. So if you can buy things that are used or off-brand items, Uh, That's a really big one, especially when it comes back to, you know, going back to school and stuff. You know, you want to be able to maybe not buy the name brand items. It'll save you a little bit of money. Um, Cancel any subscription services you might have that you don't really use. Oh,
1: yeah, that's a big one.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I think a big one is asking for a better deal when you can. So cable and satellite services are known for this. I used to have a coworker um, who enjoyed the pleasure of calling his cable company to save money.
1: I play that game all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. He always offered to do it for other people too and pretend he was you, I thought. Because oh, exactly. um, I'm not I'm not good at negotiating like that, but he was really good and had great deals. So yeah, start with some of those companies that do that and just say, you know, I can't afford it. What can you do for me? And see what they can help you with. Um, mentioned this one before, but no impulse buying. It takes a lot of discipline, um, a lot of discipline. So, you know, make a list and you go to the store. Um, There's some big stores in town that, you know, the big box stores that you just go into and you walk up and down every aisle and you need something. But if you take your list in, get what's on your list and get back out, that's going to help.
1: And they're purposely set up to entice you.
2: Oh, of course. That's their their business. You know, that's what they want to do. Yeah, when you walk into Costco, there's TVs everywhere. They're awesome. (laughs) You don't necessarily need one. Um, Find cheaper alternatives for your entertainment. So what is it that you're spending that that entertainment budget on? Are there other alternatives? Um, You know, if you're going to the movies and ordering popcorn and stuff at the same time, maybe an in-house movie with a bag of popcorn, microwave popcorn, a lot cheaper, save a lot of money. Um, Look at repricing your home and auto insurance um, or your cell phone plans. I've heard advice before that you should check on your auto insurance and get new quotes every two years. Um, with multiple companies. So you check with four or five companies, it doesn't mean you're going to leave where you're at, but at least you can say, hey, can you match this? Yeah. You know, can you get me the same deal? Because those do change. And if you stay on top of it
3: as a consumer, you're better off than if you just let it go.
1: Oh, fantastic advice.
3: Yeah. And that's a great point, too, Michelle. Even, you know, the home and auto insurance thing, you know, your car's aged, and sometimes you forget, like, oh, well, maybe I don't need full coverage on this 12 year old vehicle. I should probably reduce it down to liability. You can save yourself a lot of money there just by staying on top of, you know, how your home and auto needs are changing, that you don't always think about those things. And the same thing with the cell phone plan. All right. just little things to keep in mind and keep yourself on track so you're not over budget all the time
1: and all those little things add up that's for sure they do. well when good money moves continues we'll talk about the income side of the ledger that's all coming up next on news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm
0: good money moves continues in moments
1: with andy brownell and jenna tobble from
0: first alliance credit union this is news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm
1: We're do you need to
0: go? Medical appointments or pharmacy pickup? Yep. And Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: More good money moves here at News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobel and Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning. We've been talking about how to not feel broke. We've talked about how to cut your expenses and get uh, Budgeting online. But um, we also mentioned earlier in the program that uh, you need to also possibly look at how much you're bringing in your income. Michelle, what kind of action steps can we look at for increasing
2: income? Sure. I think a lot of times people don't realize that there are things you can do to increase your income. You know, you think, well, I have this job. This is what my employer pays me. I'm kind of at the stuck point. Um, We've got actually a few action steps you can do. You know, it comes down to maybe you need to find a better paying job. If you're not making ends meet with your current job, try to find something that maybe is better paying. Um, might not happen overnight, but if you look at your skill set and what you can do, look look out there and see what what other opportunities there might be, and start you know getting ready for that next position. Um, another one is just get a second job. Um, I've done this a couple times in my lifetime when things get tough. Sometimes a tough get going, and you just got to find something else. Um, a lot of places will work around full time schedules, so you know it doesn't have to be the rest of your life. Um, It can just be for a few months, a temporary situation to boost that income, maybe because something else is going on, Um, you know, maybe you find something that's fun, something you enjoy doing. I've got a friend right now that started something at Christmas time and she stayed on because she loves doing it. She has a good time, Um, someone that she knows works with her every time she works on a weekend and they enjoy getting together and and working. So kind of a great thing for some extra money. Um, We talked about a little bit before, but paying off your debt. You know, once you stop making those payments, so let's say you pay down one credit card, you get that one done, now you've got more income because you don't have that payment. So that's a benefit as well. And then save money, aka pay yourself. You know, um, once you increase your income also means you're not spending every dime you have and you keep some for later. If you look at most millionaires, they don't necessarily make a ton of money, but a lot of times they're really good at saving the money they have or investing that money to grow their wealth. So having some money saved up, you know, gives you a lot of benefits. There's financial security, there's feeling comfortable. Um, taking advantage of cost-saving opportunities. If you can um, not put something on a credit card and take advantage of cost-saving opportunities, that will help. Um, cut back on the restless, reckless um, impulse spending. Rely a lot less on your credit cards. Um, earn more money due to interest, so rather than paying interest, earning it. And then just protecting your assets.
1: I love the interest part because, as the government likes to call that, it's unearned income. I didn't have to work for it, (laughs) but also you mentioned you know the millionaires, and it's. I think folks would be really surprised if they knew how many millionaires they actually know. Mm -hmm. That people who live in modest homes, they drive used pickup trucks, they're not dressed fancy, Um, they don't go on lavish vacations, but they have quietly saved a lot of money over their lives, and in fact, they are millionaires.
2: Yeah, I remember years ago, I've been in banking for a long time, and years ago when I was very young and new, we had a gentleman that came to the drive-thru every day at a different financial I worked for, and he put a a dollar up between $1 and $5 in his savings account every day. He drove a beat-up old car. He didn't look like he had much, but he had a heck of a nice savings account just because he came and he drove in to put it away so he didn't spend it. So he was disciplined to drive in every day and put $1 to $5 in his savings account, but he had a very nice savings account. Available.
1: I bet he did. <laughs> he never can
2: judge anybody by the, no. Nope, never judge a book by its cover. There you
1: go. So to stop feeling broke, it sounds like uh, you've got to make good money moves. And of course, uh, I'm going to turn to Jenna right now and ask her where we can find out a lot more about managing your money.
3: Yeah, of course. So as always, I encourage everyone to start by exploring our website, firstalliancecu.com. There you're going to find tons of useful information, free resources and tools that you can explore and use to your benefit. Um, Things like our blog, uh, past episodes of Good Money Moves, which I'll kind of mention are now also available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and iTunes they're everywhere. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over. Um, but of course, if you would like some personal guidance, you're not really sure what the best move is to make based on your specific situation, you know, our member advisors are always happy to sit down with you and get you pointed in the right financial direction based on your personal goals
1: and help you get started on making. Good Good money moves. (laughs) All at once now. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks, Jenna, and thanks, Michelle. And uh, we'll talk to you next week for sure, Jenna. And uh, we'll be back with more good money moves right here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: From the News Talk 1340,